Welcome to From Small Beginnings to Great Endings, the podcast where we crush procrastination and accomplish our goals one small action at a time. My name is Bill Provenzano. After 15 years as a successful trader at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and then building two successful companies from the ground up after leaving the trading floor, I've learned these transforming lessons. Your goals, my goals, are all accomplished when we take control of our mindset, overcome procrastination, and take action one small step at a time. If you're ready to finally make more progress on your goals than ever before, then this podcast is for you. So let's do this. Welcome to From Small Beginnings to Great Endings, the podcast where we do indeed crush procrastination and accomplish our goals one small step at a time. Well, it's official. I have coal in my stocking. I am clearly on the naughty list with one of our bigger clients, and um, I'm a little bit angry. I'm a little bit frustrated, and, I'm a, and I have this, this little platform here, and, I, and I'm going to take to the airwaves and share my anger and frustration, and perhaps we can uh, distill some business and life lessons out of this. We have a cleaning client. It's, it's a group of condominiums. It's a large condominium complex. There's, uh, I'm looking at the map right now. It encompasses probably two square blocks. This is a condominium complex that was built back in the probably the early 70s. These are, you know, these are, they're older buildings. It's a difficult, it's a very difficult um, geography here because there's multiple buildings. You've got to go from building to building. Some buildings are very small where you're just doing a couple of hallways. And so you're going, you're bringing supplies from one building to the next. So my, you know, my teams, they're, they do a, a wonderful job here. It's a lot of work. It's a very, it's, it's, the complex is laid out not very, not very uh, well, um, it's a confusing place. It takes, it took us probably three or four weeks to understand the layout of it all. It's just a mess. It's a, it's a messy design. It's a messy, uh, conglomeration of different building styles. It's a messy conglomeration of, um, residents. Uh, <laughs> the residents there are of a very, uh, interesting sort. Uh, they, tend to use the parking lots, the multiple parking lots as their trash cans. I have, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that, that uh, on multiple occasions, many people just open their car door and just throw out whatever trash is in their car right onto the parking lots. And um, yeah, it's, it's a big sprawling complex with, it, with, a, <laughs> with, a, with a big sprawling um, residence pool that uh, that the vast majority of them don't don't take very good care of the buildings even within inside or outside and I'll get more into that in a second but again this is this is not an easy complex I bid this job probably five years ago and thank God I didn't get it and I'll be transparent here with the numbers I bid this job five or six years ago because I have a relationship with the property manager that manages this property this you know, this giant complex um, and I think I came in at like $58,000 and I didn't even want it. I'm thinking, I'm holding my breath thinking, I, I hope to God that's enough. I mean, I I walked the property back then and, and matter of fact, back then I walked it in the winter and I thought, this is going to be brutal with my crews going from building to building, uh, you know, with, with cleaning supplies uh, and you've got to go inside and outside. I mean... I'm just doing a rough count here, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. On any given day, 
they're they're going between eight and ten different buildings, bringing supplies, mops, you know, so with backpack vacuums. So this was a this is a rough property to try to bid, and I remember years ago bidding like fifty eight thousand dollars, and I was thrilled I didn't get it. Uh, and then last year, I'm sorry, in 2022, the property manager reached out to me again and asked me to to bid it because the company that was cleaning the complex had raised their prices considerably and uh, she asked me to bid it. So again, I'm going to be transparent. I I came in this time at 72.5. And even that, even with that, I was holding my breath like, you know, my labor cost could be, you know, every bit of, of 80% of that. Um, you know, if things go bad, if things don't, if things, I was hoping to get probably about a 40% profit margin on that, but expecting closer to 30. So if I can get 30% profit margin on that, that's, you know, 20 some thousand dollars net, you know, so a little over 2000 a month, you know, to me for managing, and it's not me just sitting back counting this money. I've got to manage this, this property. This is, I've got to manage my teams. I've got to stand on top of it. I've got to do inspections. So it's not, you know, it's not free money by any means. And I knew that. So sure enough, uh, we get the contract and we get the contract. So I'm recording this on December. Oh God, we're just, um, let's see, Christmas Eve. So about like December 22nd, something like that. So I'm recording this. And at this time last year, I still hadn't heard if I had gotten the contract. And it wasn't until like the, you know, uh, just a couple of days before, I think I was in Florida, uh, I'd left for Florida and then, uh, the gal called me and said, yeah, you've got the, you've got the contract. I'm like, okay, great. So I think I flew back and got everybody up and running on this, this job. And, um, you know, right out of the gate, it was, it was a troublesome job. And I'm going to just kind of fast forward a little bit here because I want to, I want to, I want to, while it's fresh in my mind, while my, while my wounds are still fresh, I want to pull some, some lessons out of this, out of this sting. Uh, and I'll tell you what, you know, how things went down here. So within this condo complex, as as with most homeowners associations, um, well, the interesting thing is here is in this condo complex, there's, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, there's eight different homeowners associations within this condo complex, which really doesn't impact me terribly except when it comes to invoicing. So I've got to send eight different invoices out to each, uh, to each homeowners association. But that gives, that means that there's eight different associations, you know, eight different boards within this condo complex that are barking in the ear of the property manager who who happens to have an office on site. So I have a relationship with the property manager and she's, you know, emailing me virtually, you know, right out of the gate. We're getting emails almost like too many emails a week about deficiencies that they're seeing and we're addressing them. But what we're finding is that, like I said, the residents there are just they're taking their trash from inside their units and just dumping it in the hallways. There's there's common hallways in many of these buildings. And within the common hallways of many of these buildings, like I said, these are interesting buildings. Within the common hallways of, of many of these buildings is a washer and dryer. It's a very bizarre design. But anyway, nonetheless, there's a washer and dryer there. Well, the people from that don't want the trash within their unit are just bringing it out in the hallway. And like, so now we're hauling that away. And a lot of these people have dogs. And dogs are urinating continually. There's in, in one building, dog, there's a dog or multiple dogs urinating in one spot in uh, on, in one of the hallways 
where I had to send my carpet cleaning guy out there. And he's like, this is, this is insane. He's Bill, there, there's, this is just urine, just, you know, it's, it's penetrated the wood, I'm sure, underneath it. And then um, within this complex, there are, I think, um, oh, let's see, well, I'm looking at the map here, like six or seven dumpster corrals where the, there's a dumpster and a recycled uh, dumpster. So it's garbage dumpster and recycled dumpster where the people bring their trash. And uh, you wouldn't want any of these people on your basketball team because they couldn't seem to find the opening of that, of that uh, trash bin if, if the life depended on them. I mean, it, it's, there was constantly just open trash strewn about these dumpster corrals. So each week we're cleaning, we're cleaning these dumpster corrals. So it's, it's laborious, this, this job. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm committed, right? I'm, I'm, I'm all in. We're getting this thing done. I personally spent probably 20 or 30 hours there during the first couple of months uh, going around. The first go around, I picked up over 60 gallons of trash on the outsides of the buildings, on the outsides of the buildings, 60 gallons of trash. And then on a, on a maintenance cleaning each week, we would pick up anywhere between 10 and 15 gallons of trash. And I know that because we use the five-gallon bucket, Home Depot bucket, and it gets filled three or four times as you're just walking the complex. And that's not including the dumpster corrals. The dumpster corrals are a whole nother you know, deal on themselves where just each week we're sweeping and, and throwing the trash into the dumpster corrals that the people just can't seem to, uh, like I said, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pick any of these people first on your basketball team because they couldn't find the hole that was the basket for the life, the life of them. Anyway, so I, here's where, here's where the story gets fun. Uh, in one of the buildings, um, one of the buildings in particular, it's a three-story building, one of the nicer buildings of, of the group, the, uh, board member, the president of the board member, president of the board of that association wants to meet with me because he has some complaints. Now, those buildings get cleaned twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. So, great. I'm, I'm happy his, his name, I'm, I'll call him Gene. I think his name was Gene. Great. Happy to meet with Gene. I pull up to Gene and we meet on a Tuesday at about noon. Now, remember, we clean this place on Tuesdays and Fridays. So, my cleaning crew had just finished there. So I meet with Gene and the property manager uh, in the lobby of his condo building. We meet there. And, you know, after the cordials, hi, how are you? Good to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, both Gene and the property manager begin their litany of complaints about what's going on in the building. And I'm just sitting there listening quietly, letting them go through it. And, I, and after at least 45 seconds of them both, maybe a minute of them both just you know, rattling off all the things that are wrong in the building. I said, okay. I said, Gene, we're standing in the lobby right now. And my crew's just left within about, within about an hour. Let's look around right now. Tell me, right now in the lobby, what do you see that's deficient? And he's looking around. And that's when the property manager starts saying, well, you know, they're supposed to be doing this, this, and that. I, said, I, I understand. Let's look right now in this lobby. Let's take the lobby right now. What do you see that's deficient right here? They're looking around and they both say, well, you know, it, it, it looks pretty good. looks pretty good right now. I said, great. Let's move on to the second floor hallway. You said you had complaints there. Let's, let's walk up to the second floor hallway. We walk up to the second floor hallway. They're kind of grumbling a little bit. So we're standing in the second floor hallway. We walk around. I said, Gene, looking at this second floor hallway right now, what, what issues do you have with, with this hallway? What, where do you feel we're deficient? Well, you know, it looks pretty good right now. Okay, let's go to the back stairwell and walk down one flight of stairs to the first floor hallway. And we do this, oh, we do this with each part of the building. 
We finally get to the laundry room. I ask the same question. Gene, looking around right now, what, where do you feel we've been deficient in cleaning this hallway? There's, now, the funny thing was, there was one dead spider on the floor in the laundry room. I bent over, I picked up the dead spider, I said, yeah, you're, you're right, there's a spider on the floor. So I threw it out. So we've, we, we do this dance through the whole building. We go spot by spot, and now we find ourselves back into the, the lobby area. I said, Gene, so we just walked through the whole building. My crew's just left here about an hour ago. Besides that dead fly on the floor, what, where do you feel we've been deficient in this building? Well, you know, it looks pretty good right now. So I said, Gene, do me a favor. Don't judge me on Thursday for the work we do on Tuesday because you've got at least 30 front doors in this building. You've got residents, some care more than others about how well they treat the building and how, and how clean they keep the building. So do me a favor. Don't judge our work 48 hours after it happens. Judge it like we, as we just did just now. And it was uh, a great meeting. I felt vindicated afterwards, uh, but didn't, it didn't stop the complaints from coming forward from other associations because no one else would meet with me because time and again when I would get a complaint from Gina, I said, Gina, please let me meet with, set up a meeting with the board member that has a problem and we'll do the same type of walkthrough. Nobody would meet with me. Uh, I will tell you, we picked, I would get an email from Gina saying, hey, Bill, can you inspect underneath the stairs of this building? It looks like there's something down there. Well, guess what it was? A steaming hot pile of dog feces, diarrhea. Well, okay, we got to let it harden and then we, and then we clean it up. And then there's dog crap on uh, floor mats that they ask us to clean. And we clean it. And we do these things. And like I said, this is, this is just me just getting this out of my system because I am so, so steamed right now. So for the last, for, certainly for the last three months, we have been on top of that complex. I've been doing weekly inspections. I've had people doing trash pickups. We, that, that place has never looked better. I mean, I drive around there that complex compared to what it used to be when we first got there. I, and I'm, I'm proud of it. And I, when I do spot inspections, I go through the building. I'm like, this, this looks fantastic. These buildings look great. I mean, they're old, they're dingy. Uh, you know, paint is chipping on a lot of them. A lot of them have cement floors that the paint's all chipped on. I can't help that. But otherwise everything else is look, looks great. For the last three months, I've, I've, I've been thrilled with it. And yesterday I brought, um, I stopped over at the office there where the, the office manager is at just to bring a, a box of candy and, and a gift cards for her and her receptionist for, for lunches and just, hey, just want to say thank you guys. And, um, you know, how, how are we looking for next year's contract? Are, you know, I haven't heard back from you. I've sent you a couple emails. And she says, the property manager says, well, you know, a lot of, a lot of these associations are probably going to go another direction. And she mentioned the company that they're going to go to. And I thought, I know that company. And... <laughs> You guys are not going to be happy, but I, so, you know, she just, I said, well, you know what, listen, you know, I, somebody, my, my, pa a pastor from years and years ago that I knew said these words to me, he says, I've, you know, he says, I've learned never burn a bridge, never, never burn a bridge. So as Gina's talking to me, the property manager, I said, you know, Gina, look, I, I, I could stand here and argue with you about the things that you're saying and, and that's not going to get me anywhere. I said, you, you, you know, you, you know, our work, you see what we do. And if there's anything that we can do for you in the future, we're happy to do it. And, uh, and I left. And I am, 
I'm going to tell you, I'm not happy because it, it stings. It stings because I know how good the product looks, but I've also learned that it, as soon as in this cleaning business, as soon as you, as soon as you truly are deficient, and, and I will say, look, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that we did a perfect job all the time. I mean, the first three months, I think it was just us, you know, climbing, climbing a hill of just trying to get caught up and, and to learn the the layout of the of the place, I, I'm sure we missed some buildings along the way because it is it is a very confusing confusing complex. Um, you know the crews were worn out. It was just the first three months were just like pushing a rock up up a hill and having it fall fall back down on us. The next three months were sort of coasting, and I think you know quarter three we may have left some things slip, but quarter four we were just I mean we were Johnny on the spot. We had the place looking fantastic, and. Um, so, you know, all of that to say, um, I'm not sure, totally sure where we were deficient. I think I probably could have been more diligent um, four or five months in as complaints were rolling in to, that, that I could really press and, and met with people face to face. Because here's one thing I've learned. So let's start, let's start pulling lessons out of this. When people complain, when people sit behind a computer screen and complain, they're going to be far more they're going to sharpen their pencil, right? You type a sentence, ah, let me, let me, let me craft that a little bit better. And they, and craft it over and over again until they get it just right. Right. But when you're face to face with people, like I was with that gene and you, you can just, Hey, let's, let's walk, let's understand each other. Let's understand your complaint. Let me understand. Let me, you understand how we do business and why what you're seeing doesn't necessarily line up with the work we're doing, right? You're seeing work. You're complaining about work on, on Thursday. Let me take a sip of coffee here. You know, you're you're taking your frustrations from 48 hours after we've been there, and um, you know, attributing that to what place looks like right after we leave. Well, that's not that doesn't that doesn't square. So, you know, what, lesson one: I could have been more proactive in pressing Gina. Hey, let me get a face to face with whoever the you know the people that were continuing to complain. Let me get a face to face with them. Let me do a walkthrough with them. Let me do a walkthrough with them right after we clean or even while we're while we're cleaning. Let me let me just really um I could have been more proactive in that because face to face trumps uh, emails, text all day long. People face to face will uh, will you just come to understand each other better, and it's not about sharpening your your words to create the perfect barb, to create the perfect jab. It's you know, because believe me, I'm I, if there's anybody guilty of that, you know, I, my hand is raised. I I I love crafting a <laughs> I love crafting a well worded barb, a, a well worded joust. I I I really enjoy doing that, but you know, unfortunately, that's that's not a great attribute. Uh, but when it's when it's well deserved, um, so that's number one. I, I could have been very, I could have been more proactive about getting face-to-face time. Um, hey, let's say, you know, let me let me go to your next homeowners meeting. Uh, let me let me get in front of them, introduce myself face-to-face, and and let's let's talk about what the issues are rather than um, just these email uh, complaints. So I could have done that better. That's number one. Number two, uh, like I said, middle of the year, I think I got a little sloppy. I wasn't as proactive as as getting as, as with my. Um, Inspections. Uh, I said the first three months were just were just uphill battle because remember we're starting in January and it wasn't it wasn't a horrible winter last year here in the Midwest in Chicagoland. So January, February, March, you know there was a lot of 
you know, it's cold, so it's and we're re- learning this complex. So that was sort of an uphill battle, and and I expected a lot of complaints along that period, time period. So you know, second quarter I feel like we were hitting it well. Third quarter I got lax. Fourth quarter we were we were spot on. The place looked place never looked better, but you know perhaps it was too little too late. So that's maybe that's the lesson too is that I could have been more proactive or, or should have been more proactive, sort of mid year recognizing that I was letting it. Slack off, slack off a little bit. Um, but so those, you know, I guess maybe that's the two things I'm pulling out of here is is that um, is that get face to face with the customer. It's the moment the moment there's a, there's an issue, try to get face to face, or even on the telephone. But um, because exchanging emails and exchanging texts is just not, it's not conducive to business. It's not conducive to uh, to each other being heard well. Uh, so, so that's that. So what is this? This is sort of, you know, I'm, you know, again, I'm going to be transparent here. 72.5, my, you know, I, and I, on top of that, what I, what I went ahead and did was out of my own pocket, I was paying for, I've got a, a guy that does windows that I use all the time. I was paying for him to go there and uh, once every four or five weeks and clean you know, all these glass windows, uh, you know, we were just supposed to spot clean the windows just for fingerprints. Well, I thought, you know, let me, let me, these condo buildings have, there's like six panes of, there's a, there's a, a, a glass door entryway vestibule, then another glass door entryway. And each glass door entryway has like a eight or, you know, eight by six panel of glass on each side. And they, you know, they just weren't looking great. So I'm like, you know, out of my own pocket, I spent $250 each for each visit for my guy to go there and clean all that glass inside and out to just make it look really nice. And then what I also did was every chandelier, every one of those vestibules had a chandelier in, let's see, how many buildings had? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of the buildings had, in the lobbies had these chandeliers, and each chandelier had six to eight light bulbs. And the previous cleaning company or whoever was changed light bulbs, they all had like mismatched bulbs. So I went out of my own pocket and got all matching bulbs with the right, you know, the soft white hue and I went and changed all these bulbs for them so that all their entryways would have uniform lights. Because, um, like I said, on these channel, some of these chandeliers had eight had eight light bulbs, and and you know, and maybe like three of them would match. There'd be three of one type, three of another, and then all. So it looked terrible. So I went and did all that. These are things I I did, and um, you know, it just uh, just wasn't enough, I guess. But um, like I said, the I was billing them the in total, right? There's all these different all these different associations. But in total, the grand total bill was just shy of 72.5 for the year. So I was billing them monthly. And I was clearing after all my all my overhead and expenses, I was clearing just over 2000 a month to manage this property. Um, and, you know, that that's a very fair rate for, for me just staying on top of this property and all that. And, and so now that's going to go away. And that, you know, that's, hey, that's a nice little chunk of money, $2,100 a month. That uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out and replace. So this is just sort of lighting a fire under me to go out and get. I, you know, I want big condo complexes. I want big apartment complexes. I'm, you know, so that's that's the target market I'm going after. I just happen to see, uh, and and I don't believe in happenstance. I believe that this could be providential, capital P. Uh, about two weeks ago, I saw a great YouTube video about how to market to large apartment complexes, and um, so I'm going to take that that marketing, uh, strategy and just hit it hard. And, um, 
learn the lessons from this condo complex. It's, it's, uh, there's some sense of relief for my team members because this condo complex, like I said, it, this was a lot of work. This was hauling stuff from building to building where these large apartment complexes now are just, you know, continuous, contiguous buildings, um, that, you know, you can stay in one building and, and do, you know, th- you know, 300 front doors. We used to do a building up in, up north in Schaumburg. I think it was like a 12 story building. I think they had three or 400 front doors. Um, but you know, you're in one building all day rather than going, hauling your supplies from building to building to building. Um, so, uh, you know, this is, hopefully this will be like, uh, you know, swinging the bat with the donut on it. And once my crews get into, once I get some other bigger apartment complexes, that the training that they had at this, at this complex will, will feel, you know, <laughs> the apartment complexes will feel like a, uh, like a walk in the park compared to this, to this, uh, to this nightmare of, of a job that we had. But, you know, it was a nightmare of a job that I was proud of, that, that my team, they were very proud of the work they did, and I just feel bad for them. I feel, don't get me wrong, I feel a little bad for me, too, losing two grand a month. That's, 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 that's got a little sting to it. But, uh, okay, so that, that's all. So with that, I just, I just needed to uh, kind of get that off my chest, clear my head, because this is very fresh. This is, I'm recording this very early in the morning, and this conversation I had was uh, late yesterday. So um, I'm going to co- record another podcast tomorrow. And I look forward to speaking with you all then. So until then, be well. We've all been conditioned to believe that we need to take big, bold steps in order to accomplish our goals. That mindset kills 90% of New Year's resolutions by February. If you want to grow your business, create wealth, or any number of other goals, you must take control of your mindset, overcome procrastination, and take one small action at a time. What action did this episode inspire you to take to bring you closer to accomplishing your big goal? Today, put that small step into action and you too will accomplish your goals one small step at a time. If you have any questions or comments about today's podcast or are interested in learning more, please shoot me an email at coachbillpro at gmail.com. I always love to hear from our listeners. Now get out of here. Go do that one thing you know you need to do.